0: of Meet the Metopreneur. Today, we are heading out to New York to meet the lovely Nova Loren. Welcome to the show, Nova.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: Good to see you as always. And, um, you know, I think the easiest way to describe you in one sentence is that you are a one-woman industry.
1: <laughs> oh, I haven't heard so that <laughs> I hope that is apt
0: and I'll let you explain different facets of your life to our audience. So please introduce yourself and let our audience know the real Nova Lorraine.
1: Absolutely what do you say in a one-stop industry? <laughs> I'm gonna take that I'm gonna bottle it up and gonna take it to the bank uh, <laughs> Well let's see I'm gonna I'm gonna go back in time and then um, bring us to present time and uh so born in jamaica i'm one of six and which is i love being a part of a big family cuz i think it's partly what shaped me if you are the only girl amongst four boys and that was a dynamic for a while um you learn how to survive <laughs> you learn how to hold your own <laughs> um and you know we we at that time we loved playing games so i think that really Um, infuse something in my soul as it relates to just loving and looking at life as a game and problem solving and puzzles and strategy and and things again that's a part of everything I do so um, that's like way 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 back but um, a little closer to present time I I actually started my journey in medicine and in high school following my older brother's uh, footsteps one of my older brother footsteps he decided he wanted to be a doctor and then coming from the caribbean there's maybe about five professions that are like approved -approved, (laughs) pre-approved and that you can select and being a doctor is one of them um but i wanted to help people i've always wanted to help people and so i thought that was appropriate but what i was attracted to was the field of psychiatry which evolved into psychology and i ended up going to grad school um, to study clinical psychology i got in full scholarship, teaching position, had my patience, a patient load. And uh, just a few months <clears throat> into that journey, I was inspired. What I call a divine download had come to me that how I was going to help people was through my love of creativity and fashion and setting the scene. Okay. One being f- from the Caribbean, I was born there. Um, my parents immigrated here. Okay. Two, I'm in a doctoral program. This is This is as like guaranteed as you get, you finish the program, you get the position, you know, all of that comes with that. And I am deciding to go left, about 360 degrees, to a very unpredictable, competitive field that wasn't pre-approved. Okay, <laughs> and I'm just saying that jokingly. Um, but it's it's you know a creative field that wasn't even that popular then. You know, I feel that a lot of creative industries and a lot of creative roles have gotten a lot of light and popularity and support and all this around it now, and especially in the last five to 10 years. Um, but when I was in grad school, not so much. And so it was really stepping out on faith. And I'm so glad I did. I, I have not looked back. But I've taken my training, which I did go, go and finish my master's. I have take my training in psychology and I imply, apply it to everything I do. I have a love of people. I'm a curious person. I, I love analytics. I'm, a, I'm still a big nerd. I research. I read. And I think that's been really helpful in my journey in the metaverse. Um, but just to fill in the gap between that pivot in my life, I went on to study fashion design at the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York, and a um, few years later, returned back to New York. But in the in the few years um, between leaving New York for school and coming back, I actually worked with a high end real estate firm. And that was my introduction to real estate and working with, again, I'm just laughing because I was pregnant um, with my second. I was definitely doing the Erica Badu thing with the huge head wrap. And here I come in with to the most conservative family-owned high-end real estate company without a background in real estate but the owner really liked my personality and thought that it could really add a lot to the team and I ended up not only becoming the leasing manager but working directly under the pres- under the vice president and with architects and engineers every single day like building out this entire retail mall and leasing it out Again, going from fashion design school to that, didn't see that coming. But again, everything added to my sensibility, my design sensibility added to that. And so anyway, fast forward, went on to New York, launched my fashion brand was very fortunate to be recognized with a variety of accolades and awards, such as best hot couture designer of the year, um, getting into one of my favorite magazines in the whole world, like Italian Vogue, um, getting my designs on The View. I mean, just incredible experiences, being able to have a fashion show at the Apollo Theater in Harlem, the historic Apollo Theater. And, but that journey brought as many highs and lows. And during the low periods, there were days where I was like, forget this, I don't wanna do this, why am I even doing this? But all the things that I do have always been bigger than me. And when I go back to my why, which is something I talk about in my book, when I go back to my why, it always grounds me. And I stayed the course and grateful that I stayed the course. And five years into that journey, I was inspired with the aha moment of Rain Magazine. And Rain was my connecting the dots of that vision I had in grad school, like, oh, I could help so many people. You know, I'm on this journey as a creative and as an an entrepreneur, and I could offer something that wasn't there for me. I could create this platform that creates community that brings people together, but then also highlights those that are on their journey upwards. Because in the fashion field or any like really competitive space, it's always like the who's who, who do you know, how much money you have. And I wanted a media publication and a platform that was about the story about the founder about the product and do you have something that's sustainable do you have something that can eclipse another brand one day or at least you know go side to side just based on the principles of what you're doing and so that was what would rain you know from the very beginning it was like this treasure hunt for the the next big names in fashion culture and technology so we were always at the cutting edge we were always exploring You know, what was new five, seven years out from present time, you know, having featured items like Fitbit before anyone knew what a wearable, wearable watch was, I mean, you know, wearable fashion was, you know, um, Mark Cuban when he first launched his book well before Shark Tank, Damon John, Nikki Hilton, um, Kendall Jenner, you know, when she was just 16. You know giving her her first solo fashion cover so these are stories that we would be picking up on and highlighting in the magazine while inspiring and empowering creative entrepreneurs along the way to never give up on their dreams so for me it was always about inspiration empowerment and education and i try to bring that into all the, that i well, do this is such an uh, amazing
0: story right there and you know i'm very curious to know you wear so many hats you obviously know how to juggle Uh, Where do you get all this energy to be, you know, (laughs) dabbling in so many activities, not only dabbling, you're an expert in so many different fields, how do you do it?
1: You know what, I just do it, I don't even think about it, (laughs) just, if I am interested in something, and, again, my curiosity, just my curious nature, and being someone who loves research, someone who likes to dive deep and ask questions, and explore until I have an understanding of it to the point where I can share it with others, I think is just a natural part of who I am. And again, early on, I was teaching. I was, a, I was an you know, academician. I was training to go to med school for so many years and then ended up in a clinical grad program, um, very science-based program. And so research and reading and analysis and statistics, statistics these are things, that were just a part of my background, my educational background. But then my love of people, my curiosity, my desire to help, because if I learn something, I could pass it on to someone else. So that excites me to learn it even more, learn it to the point where I could share it and pass it. And so, yeah, I would say- I'm
0: truly inspired by you. Every time I meet you, you know, I get motivated to push myself. I can well imagine, you know, your community must, you must be a role model for them, I'm sure about that. And I want to now touch a little bit, I know you are big on women empowerment. And I'm also a little bit involved in, you know, bridging the gap, the gender gap uh, in Web3 space. And uh, actually, just today, we announced a webinar that we're going to host on 1st June on this subject. And what are your views? What do you think needs to be done to bridge this gender gap?
1: Yeah, thanks for that question. You know, when I got into this space, um, 2017, it was just as a casual investor, um, my entree was Ethereum. Um, I came across Bitcoin in 2013, actually trying to mine Bitcoin, couldn't get my hands on a machine, um, but still was just interested because with rain, I was always getting insight on what was coming down the pike. And so 2017, didn't want to miss the train twice, um, so jumped on Ethereum. And then in 2020, really started going down the rabbit hole of white papers and learning the various protocols. And the more I learned, the more I wanted to learn and more passionate I became. And when when I started to get deeper in the space and starting to meet people and have conversations, I came across statistics with... (laughs) how many women were in the space. I was just doing it because I was interested and excited. And I wanted to, again, share this knowledge with other creatives. And then when I saw how minimal the numbers were, I was shocked because I'm thinking, here's this new phase we're going into, this new paradigm shift that we're embarking upon. And we are still tackling the same issues of our current paradigm. Like something needs to happen and we need to do things differently. And so... I became more emboldened, more empowered, you know, to stay with the course because initially I just wanted to learn more about how to bring blockchain together with fashion, right, with couture. And then now I'm like, oh, no, I need to be a champion on this. I need to, like, you know, be someone to reach my hand out as a bridge to guide more people in because there were so few people that look like me, maybe a woman, maybe a person of color, you know, maybe a fashion designer or a writer. I mean, I was such the minority in every aspect. <laughs> and so if I wanted to show people that if I could do it, anyone could do it. And we do have to bridge this gap. We know it's all about balance. Everything in nature is about balance. And when it's unbalanced, we know that it does not work. So how could that principle You know, not be the same as it relates to the opportunities that exist within Web3. We see that it's not working in Web2. You know, it's out of balance. So I think that it's both men and women who have to step up to the plate and say, we are into this for the long haul. We are really focused on human first, because if we look at human first, we know that a balanced ecosystem is going to benefit the whole. Okay. And so, I think it's about being intentional and, and I, I've met some incredible women. And so there are more and more women coming into this space, all backgrounds, all ages, which are exciting, you know, those creating funds, those creating NFTs, those creating metaverses, those that are doing art as, you know, it's just, it's wonderful and it's exciting. And I think it just needs to continue and it needs to snowball and spill over into other areas as well.
0: Yeah, and I also think that we are fortunate to be, you know, pioneers in this field and, uh, you know, adapting to all the new technologies, Metaverse, NFTs, Web3. And I think, uh, you know, it, uh, Web3 is a state of mind more than anything else. And it's one of collaboration rather than competition. And I say this all the time, the best people I've met in my life have been in the last four months, ever since I got into this space. And I'm loving every moment of it, you know, meeting new people and, uh, you know, connecting the dots, establishing new relationships. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, these are exciting times to, uh, for all of us. And uh, uh, before I let you go, one last question I ask, uh, you know, all my speakers is uh, based on your learnings uh, in this space, what's your advice to newbies who are entering for the first time?
1: Yeah, I would say don't get discouraged. You know, at the moment, there's a lot of new terms and there are some technical barriers to base, based on what you're interested in. But there are so many resources out there for you. If you want to create in the space, there are grants out there for you. There are investors that are looking to put their money into projects. And so I would say, you know, reach out to someone that really speaks to you in the space You know, LinkedIn is a great resource. Twitter is also a great hub. For individuals that are actively participating in Web3, find someone that you align with, that you resonate with. You know, maybe you have a similar background, or you went to the same school, or you live in the same city, or you love the project that they're a part of. Reach out to them, connect with them. Be open and vulnerable. Say you're new. Say you're interested. There are so many people that would bring you under their wing and help guide you. And so that's one thing. Just start connecting with people. You know, this space, as as you know, Sherrod said, is about co-creation. It's about collaboration. It's about partnership. Be willing to give your time, your your talent, your expertise wherever you are to a project, you know, or to someone that might be creating something, and and that alone is going to allow you to learn so much, and it's going to allow you to see, okay, what is the what is it that I even like about this space? Maybe you don't like it, you decide to do something else, but I would say connect with individuals, you know, find projects or a project that you feel passionate about to, you know, to share your time with, to collaborate with, and then I would say read and research, you know, do take the time, learn about the space, watch videos, listen to podcasts, look, you know, watch and listen to webinars like this Mm -hmm. and learn as much as you can become that sponge because the more you're hearing it and one time, it's not going to just take one time. The more you hear it from different perspectives and angles, you're going to be able to form that full picture. And you're going to be able to see where do you fit best in this whole new paradigm, right? Like web two, how many years ago we've we been doing web two. So we're just at what day one of 10,000 right now. So that's, what's so exciting. So connect, reach out, give time, collaborate and do your research and learn.
0: Thank you, Nova. You are a meta shaper <laughs> and uh, look forward to having uh, many more conversations with you. Uh, thank you for this time. And uh, see you on the other side,
1: all the best to you, yes. Nova. All the best. Thanks yes. so much. Bye. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.